Frank, oh my God, guess what's on the show today? What's on the we're show, Armin? Talk about, we're going to talk about the hormone precursor diet, eating 36 eggs a day. Oh my God. Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Show. This is Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills. And man, do we have a jam-packed show today. Armin and I, of course, will be talking about the hormone precursor diet and how to optimize recovery. So Armin, how's it going today, man? Ready to get going? Going great, Frank. Got my workout in. Feeling jazzed up. Make it happen. All right. So let's get into this diet. Uh, you kind of threw me for a loop here. 36 eggs in a day, the hormone yeah. precursor diet. Um, let's get started. What, what made you want to talk about this topic? Well, actually, we had a request from some of our other shows, and this is a, a really controversial diet. And they're like, they want to learn more because there's all kinds of, I guess there's a lot of opinions on it. Mm-hmm. So our purpose for today is to try to give some more insight about how Vince came up with the diet and then uh, what to consider if you actually want to try and take the challenge and do the diet. <laughs> well, for 36 eggs a day, that's a lot. Um, so kind of tell us what is this hormone precursor diet all about? All right. Well, Vince designed this for mass building and okay. it, uh, it's to be done just for eight weeks. So it's not a long-term diet. So, and he designed it um, in the sense that he wanted to get, try to get the same results as during his time anabolic steroids were coming into play, and he felt this was going to be just as good. So it's quite a bold statement that he made, but I think we, as we get into the show, you'll kind of learn why he made that statement. But uh, I've never done it. I've done some of it, but I haven't done it the way it's been executed with the way Vince wanted to do it. But we're going to talk about that today. Well, I don't know if it's exactly uh, what I'd be looking for. 36 eggs just seems like uh, it actually takes me to that scene in Cool Hand Luke where they're eating eggs, uh, if you ever seen that movie. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you think his actually thoughts were? I mean, how do you think he based this diet? All right, so what happened was is, um, you know, Vince – he's always he did a lot of research and so he he always okay. checked he had a lot of medical people who would talk to him stuff uh, from what i read mm-hmm. and uh so based on the anabolic powers of eggs uh in the early 20th century uh, it had been a common practice to to give victims you burn victims a diet mm-hmm. of 36 eggs a day so this isn't this happened a long time ago and they would give it to them in various forms. It would be cooked or raw and you know, just different combinations, depending on the person and how they could take, you know, how, would, how they'd be able to eat it. But what mm-hmm. happens is, is when you, when you do this, it really counters the devastating effects of the burns on the muscular tissue. All right. So that's one element to keep in mind. So he learned about that. So he found that very okay. intriguing. But then they discontinued doing it. And the reason they discontinued doing it is it, the whole process was replaced by steroids like Dianabol. So Dianabol was prescribed in exchange of not having to do the 36 eggs a day. And so Vince kind of put two and two together and said, well, okay, if you don't want to take Dianabol, let's do the 36 eggs a day strategy. And then he proceeded to put together what he felt was the right way to do it. Hmm. How about that? that? that That's kind of, I just am trying to still imagine and fathom eating 36 eggs in a day um kind of crazy so um this diet it was proven effective right i mean it worked he did it yeah i mean okay. uh, he, he executed himself and did it himself and he also did it with clients okay so. okay so how does this diet work i mean how did actually Vince make this diet work. Let's just say that. 
Well, the foundation behind it is to provide a steady flow of high quality protein. And, you know, eggs are the, they're number one as far as a protein mm-hmm. source. They're 90% like human tissue. So they absorb fairly well. Okay. And you, you need protein for muscle building and to keep the body in a positive nitrogen balance. And then along with that, uh, there's some research that states that you need to, to help that a huge infusion of cholesterol. So okay. I think a lot of people even know that. See, the consumption of cholesterol has been proven to be close, have a really close correlation to helping lean muscle gain and protein and, and then uh, protein the consumption. So okay. people are afraid of cholesterol, but the thing yes. is, is cholesterol is necessary to help rebuild cells. So the, you know, the main mechanism b- behind the cholesterol increases muscle mass is not clear, mm-hmm. you know, but they do know it does that. And so they feel like it may have something to do with how the cholesterol affects the cell, may- the cell membranes inflammation or the lipid uh, or the lipid raft formation and the cell signaling, or it could just be a combination of all those things. But okay. that was the other element to it is the benefits of cholesterol. Uh, so there's d- different studies that are, that are around that talk about saturated fat. And then it's, it is a building block of cholesterol. So that's why you need saturated fat. And then the, the, the people that were on high saturated fat diets, uh, you know, they're, testosterone mm-hmm. production increased and which makes sense because testosterone needs you know saturated fat and the cholesterol to help rebuild and make hormones okay okay well normally when you say cholesterol you think it's a bad <laughs> word because everybody's <laughs> talked about man my cholesterol is high it's not good i went to see the doctor i mean you hear a lot of stories like that uh, should we be concerned about the cholesterol on this diet all right. Well, okay. Let me just say, I'm not a, a medical professional. Um, and this is strictly <laughs> my opinion. Right. Uh, I will say that if Ben's thought was going to be an issue, I don't, I do, do not believe he would have advocated it. Right. And the same right. thing would be for the burn victims. They would have never advocated it for them either. Uh, at the end of the day, it's an eight week program. So it's not something that you're going to be doing for a long period of time. And Vince never suggested that he had diets for different purposes. And this is just one of them. And this diet was actually designed for the hard gainer. Somebody that's a hard okay. gainer. This is what he, he would like to use on them. Uh, wow. That's, that's kind of crazy. Um, so well, let me, let me just say this. From yeah. Personally, my, my personal use of eating uh-huh. eggs, I have been eating five to six eggs almost every day. Not every day. Nothing's ever perfect. And my the doctors, when they look at my cholesterol and triglyceride levels, they're amazed. Okay. Now, I've also been training that long a time, okay. too. So okay. there's, there's definitely a correlation to training and a consumption to keep cholesterol levels manageable because you're going to be using the cholesterol from your eggs to help build muscle so and i think vince knew that too so mm-hmm. Vince was not advocating his diet to be for somebody that's not being very active but he, he would he'd be like no this isn't for you so that's one they need to keep in mind um, okay so like for me you know, i've always been exercising like three to five days a week uh i don't do any cardio so this goes to show you that cardio cardio has its benefits but at the same mm-hmm. time, not necessary to burn cholesterol, that kind of thing. Right. Heavy weights will do that for you, uh, just from my own personal experience. So it's, it's up to the person, but I would definitely uh, suggest that, um, you know, if you're concerned about your cholesterol, yeah, then don't do it, or you need to dig a little deeper to see if it, how, how it may affect you. But if you're actively training, you're training hard, I think, it's not going to be that big a deal, but if you have extremely high cholesterol levels currently, then you may want to rethink what you want to do if you're concerned about it. But again, what cholesterol happens here with egg egg consumption is your HDL actually comes up as well versus anything Mm -hmm. else. So, but you're going to have different viewpoints on this and that's why it's controversial because of that that cholesterol thing. And then about cholesterol though is, People think carbohydrates have nothing to do with cholesterol, and that's not true, especially cholesterol and plaque buildup. 
So and I'm not going to get into all that right now because we're right, working on right. the diet here, but that's something else you need to understand. Carbohydrate, carbohydrate consumption is not beneficial to cholesterol either. So don't think because you're eating carbohydrates, you're not going to have a cholesterol problem. So. Okay. So, so I kind of did the math. We're talking well over 2000 eggs in an eight week time period, uh, which, <laughs> wow, that's just mind, mind blowing to me. But uh, yeah. when, the one thing you mentioned was raw fertile eggs. So kind of explain what, what that meant. Yeah, that's a good one too, because Vince is very adamant about them being fertile eggs and alone being raw. So the, the consensus seems to be that it, uh, it protects the cholesterol from the effects of heat, which, you know, that ensures the cholesterol is going to enter the body as is, rather than being, when you cook eggs, it starts to oxidize some of the properties of the egg. So when okay. you have them raw, you don't have that issue. Okay. Uh, another factor is that uh, raw fertile eggs contain high amounts of follistatin, okay. uh, which, which is in the yolks. And all right. That's, all right. That's the other thing that Vince came across. So he's like, oh, okay. And it also helped to confirm that he thought it was going to be a good, uh, a good diet. Okay. So basically 12 eggs morning, afternoon, night, and drinking them like that scene in Rocky. Is that what you're talking about here? No, nah, it's a little bit more than that, but actually we're going to cover that in a few minutes. Um, oh, okay. Okay, cool. I, I was yeah. just kind of curious because yeah. anytime somebody says <laughs> raw eggs, I go back to that movie. Um, well, I've so, done, I've done, uh, I've done it. I haven't done the 36 eggs, but I've done the raw egg thing. And so I'll kind of explain my experience on that when we get okay. to that too. All right. But, well, um, then let's go back to, uh, what is it? The follistatin. Uh, yeah. Why don't we go into the benefits of that since you touched on that a little bit? So Vince did research. And then when he learned about follistatin, um, it's, it's a powerful antagonist uh, of myostatin. Okay. And so what that does, it helps increase muscle mass. Um, and also your strength. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, also isolated from our ovaries, how they kind of come, uh, come across it. And it's also known to suppress follicle stimulating hormone. Uh, okay. For men, this is kind of a positive. So what I'm saying here is high levels of fo follicle stimulating hormone are not good for men because it typically means if, you, if your levels are high, um, then you, you have an infection in the testicles or you're drinking too much alcohol, there's damage to the testicles. So that's another thing. When you have your lab work done, if you, for some reason, have high levels, or this is what they check for, if you have any mm -hmm. kind of uh, problem with trying to have children, sperm count, things right. like that, they check right. your, your follicle stimulating hormone. So when he realized that, he's like, okay, so now I have the cholesterol, I've got the protein, and I got the follistatin, which is you know a hormone stimulator. So uh, that's that's. Uh pretty interesting I'm, I'm just trying to still comprehend the, the whole thing and i'm glad we're talking about this because <laughs> I, I i understand why it's controversial i mean just thinking about 36 eggs and not really cooked uh is kind of a lot to take in so you'd have to be really serious about this but uh, oh, yeah. let's talk about how vince would implement this diet so he's got his guy who's already in great shape wants to do a, I guess a bit more uh it was gonna get try bigger, this diet, mass right? on yeah uh, okay. put some more mass on them so all right yeah. so so how would Vince implement this diet to his either potential student or the potential person he's training okay so the first thing is is you're not gonna start out just eating 36 eggs a day oh, okay okay that's uh, good <laughs> most people would be like oh my god so Right. You realize you have to get them to, you know, build up to it, which obviously makes sense. So, right, right. You just don't start with 36 eggs a day, period. Uh, but what you're doing, though, is each um, series of eggs is in 12 increments of 12. Okay. So, you take 12 raw eggs. Now, let me give you a tip when it comes to cracking open the eggs. Okay. Because, <laughs> again, I've done this. Sometimes okay. there's a bad egg that happens you know, when you buy them yeah. from the store. Now, if you're yeah. buying the fertile eggs, you may not run into this, but just to be safe, yeah, crack the eggs open first in the blender. Cause if you get a bad one, then you're gonna, you know, you won't be able to see it if you're, if you already put the, the half and half in. 
So right, just a tip right. on that. So I put the eggs in first, and then you do 12 ounces of half and half, which is basically half milk and half cream, but it's, it's very low carb, okay? Uh, so you put 12 ounces of that in the blender with the 12 eggs, and then you do a third cup of uh, NSP milk and egg protein or milk and egg protein. Now, obviously, you can use other protein if you don't want to use NSPs, but the, you want to do about a third cup of that. And then he also would like to add a banana in there, so it's a little bit of carbohydrate. Uh, typically high glycemic carbohydrate in there too to help give a little bit of insulin to push these nutrients into the cells, which is you know pretty brilliant on his part. But you'd okay. put all that in a blender and you blend it up and all you're going to do is uh, just start drinking it. And so when I experimented with it, of course, I was a little nervous, but um, <laughs> I've done I've done the 12 right. eggs and I was actually able to drink the, because uh, when you put the protein powder in the half and half uh, or the yeah, the half and half, it, it tastes really good. It's, it's an eye opener. So hmm. when I was okay. drinking it, I was like, this is really good. I drank the whole thing. So that was, but that was my breakfast. And that's what he had you start out with. He had you start out with that as your breakfast. Okay. Um, but um, I'll, I, I got to tell you, I was totally amazed by how it tasted. I had no idea. Interesting. Interesting. So you mentioned like that you had to build up, uh, into the diet how how does that work armin so from my understanding the first week vince just had you do the 12 eggs in the morning for breakfast okay so that would be your all you're going to take for the first seven days you're going to have one of those 12 egg shakes a day so you have okay. that for breakfast then you follow it up with one pound of meat and a salad and then for wow. dinner, you had the same thing, another pound of meat and a salad. So you're getting a tremendous amount of protein and fat, uh, virtually no carbs. Okay. But just think about the calories as this builds up. So then week two, what you're going to do, you have the shake for breakfast and then you have lunch. But between lunch and dinner, you're going to have another shake of 12 eggs. And then you, uh, then you have your dinner and then you're, you're good to go. So you do that for, for the next week. So that's week two. Okay. Now week three is when it starts getting interesting. So you have the, the shake for breakfast, you have your lunch, you have the shake in between lunch and dinner, and then you have another shake after dinner. So you can kind of time that accordingly for when you're going to go to bed. So now you're going to do that for the next, uh, I think the next, yeah, next seven weeks. Uh, wow. You're going to be doing that. So, okay. That's, uh, uh, I mean, that, that's going to be like, you got to really up your game. But I would say if you're training really hard, I, I could see this kind of working because you just sip it throughout the day. You don't have to chug it, you just keep sipping it. So, you constantly have this you know, high flow of amino acids, protein in, in your system. So, you're going to have good energy because eggs are also high glycemic. They'll convert to glucose as you need mm -hmm. them. So, that was the other brilliant part of, um, of having it. Okay. I, it, it just seems like a lot to consume, man. I mean, you're talking a lot of stuff there. Uh, it I'm is. just trying that to is. like, man, so much in your stomach, but, uh, for those but out then, there that, you know, with, with, well, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. So then after, you know, on week seven, you're cutting it, uh -huh. you take, you get rid of the shake in the evening and then <laughs> the week eight, you're back to, um, one shake. And then you're done. So you, you cut the shakes back the last three okay. weeks as well. Take one out um, instead of doing all three. Then you go down to two. Then you're down back down to one. And then all done. So, so okay. So, look, for the calorie counters out there, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. And I'll ask on their behalf, how many calories are we talking about in this diet? Well, that's going to vary because of you know, <laughs> how much how much meat you're having in the salad and right. things like that and, and the protein powder. But kind of give you an idea. Um, okay, a ballpark. The twelve yeah. eggs. You're seventy calories in an egg, typically. Okay, so that's eight hundred forty calories just for one 12, 12 egg shake. All right, then the twelve ounces, a half and half. That's four hundred seventy one calories. And then you get two pounds of meat, which is thirteen hundred calories, thirteen oh two. Uh, give or take so just for that you know, is you're looking at 2600 calories uh, that doesn't include the protein powder the banana the salad and dressing 
and a carbohydrate loading day. We'll talk about that too. So yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, basically when you get up to the 36 eggs, you're going to be well over 4,000 calories a day. He's well over that. Yeah. So, so you'd have to be working out really hard and, you know, with all that, it's going to fuel you. So pretty darn yeah. interesting. Okay. So you're talking on about that. The, one, one other oh, thing yeah, I'd say yeah, is yeah. when you're doing that, I would definitely be having some digestive enzymes when you're eating your meat Absolutely. because I mean, you got a lot yeah. going on in the system. So yeah. just a quick note. <laughs> yeah. All the help that you can there. Uh, wow. Okay. So I guess the thing I was thinking too, with the carbs, with the banana, and the salad um when you were talking about that did he throw those in there as like a supplemental or you know I'm, i i kind of got lost there when actually you brought up the banana and the salad and that kind of stuff yeah so uh you know vince knew that you need to have some carbohydrates to reload okay. the muscles in the liver so the way he did that is he would have you, you know, outside what you took with the daily plan, he'd have you do a, a carb load meal, just one meal, uh, and then typically like a Wednesday and then on a Saturday. So three to four days in between, you do a carb reload meal. And he did this, he recommended doing, you know, like whole grain carbs, such as, you know, oats, rice, pasta, or potatoes, uh, which is genius because, these are high glycemic food sources, which what happens is you get a nice insulin spike. So that, mm -hmm. that comes up and helps push all the nutrients into the cells really rapidly. And then it drops right back down. So when it does that, now you're back to fat burning. So you're burning gotcha. that cholesterol, you're burning fat. So it was, to me, it was genius because he also did the banana because that'd give you a little bit of an insulin boost because it's high glycemic to help push the, the protein into the cells as quickly as possible as well. Pretty, uh, pretty fascinating way. What the way he came up with that? <laughs> well, you might actually want to go in into uh, as far as insulin spiking and elaborate a little bit more there, because if he thought about that, he must have really thought it out well uh, in order to make the impact that he did with this diet. So, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, you, know, you can always do a slow burning carb, and there's different strategy when you're having carbohydrates. Uh, Okay. different training philosophies and things like that but the ones i seem to like the ones i like the most are the the spiking strategies and then there's yeah. negativity about spiking but that's only because people are spiking their insulin all the time if you eat high glycemic carbs all the time like processed food is a high glycemic carbohydrate so you're obviously spiking your insulin a lot but when you do it more strategically like like in here and also like with my carb cycling program that i like to do you spike mm -hmm. it, but it's for a short period of time because then it drops right back down because you're not going to have any more carbs. So when it drops right back down, you allow the fat burning process to continue back on so you can continue to burn ketones. Because you can't burn fat when you have an insulin elevated. It's just not going to happen. So right, when you have right. it drop down and it's not available, then the body needs to use the, the benefits of the ketones. So carb, you know, carb spiking is not a bad thing. Now, on an extreme case, just so you know, the things that I've learned as well is that the big bodybuilders that you know are kind of insane looking, but um, mm -hmm. what they do, they do insulin spiking. They do it differently. What they'll do, they'll take a shot of insulin, and I don't recommend this for anybody. I think it's, it's extremely dangerous. But these people are nuts, anyways, because they want to win. <laughs> they'll take a shot of insulin and then eat as much food as they can uh, until they're full. And so that because that insulin is very high, that's going to help push the nutrients into the cells. So that's, it's a called an insulin spiking technique. Don't advocate that for anybody, but you could just do it naturally just by having high glycemic carbs and not go to an extreme because something like that, you could go into, you know, a shock just from, from doing that. If you don't do it the right way. And mm -hmm. I, I just think that's high risk, but apparently that's one of the things that some of these big bodybuilders do to help get their size on along with, you know, taking all the drugs they can get their hands on. So, but right, right. I don't, it's not healthy. I wouldn't recommend it, but that's an example of extreme instant spiking. Crazy, crazy. Well, we're going to continue more with the hormone, hormone precursor diet. Uh, Armin, I yeah. need to take a break. <laughs> I need to fathom these 36 eggs uh, still, but 
We appreciate you joining us. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, and Arm and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. And um, now we're going to talk about how Vince um, used supplementation with the hormone precursor diet. Um, you know, the thing with Vince is he really didn't leave any stone unturned. So here, I'm going to give you a kind of a breakdown of the supplements. Now, this is a kind of a complicated breakdown, um, but you can also find this information in the wild physique and some of his other uh, nutritional uh, uh, books that he, he, he made. Uh, so one, the first thing he likes to add, he wanted a multivitamin. Uh, on top of that, he advocated taking zinc. Zinc is a, is, is a testosterone builder, and that's why oysters are a common thing to help sex drive because they have a high in zinc. So typically with zinc, though, you don't take any more than 50 milligrams a day because uh, then it'll start to affect your copper levels. Just a quick tip there. Then he would have them take 10 kelp tablets, and that was just basically get their iodine level up to help the thyroid work at a high level and keep that body temperature where it needs to be to, and keep the mitochondria elevated to burn as much energy as possible. So you want, again, this is all to boost the metabolism. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, he have you take five alfalfa tablets. Now the alfalfa tablets can help to lower cholesterol, help neutralize some of the cholesterol there. And then also have benefits of, you know, managing your blood, uh, blood sugar levels. So that was the purpose behind the five alfalfa tablets in case people wondered about that. Uh, three wheat germ tablets. Now I don't have the doses or anything. That was just what he put together. So it's probably based on you know the the what you buy that they'll give you your dosage. But mm -hmm. this is this is what he had. So wheat three wheat germ tablets, which basically wheat germ contains some um, phytosterols, and so these substances also help to lower cholesterol absorption. So you know that it does help with that. And then one RNA DNA tablet. So I think a lot of people are like, what, what in the world is that for? And I was always curious about that too. But what that's to do is the DNA part of the tablet provides um, the code for the cell's activities. And then your RNA converts that code, all right, into proteins to carry out the cellular functions. So the DNA is the code, RNA is the, the messenger conversion part of making sure everything's working on the cell on the cellular functional level, which is brilliant because you want your cells to be very receptive of all the nutrients that you've got going into your system. Hmm. And then three digestive tablets. Obviously, we understand why because all the meat you're having. Uh, one hydrochloric acid tablet. You know that he didn't have the, the digestive enzymes that we have today, which include the digestive enzymes and the hydrochloric acid. So he had hmm. them, he, he had to buy them separately. Uh, three lysine tablets. Uh, what this does helps produce, you know, helps your body produce more collagen. It helps the digestive system, helps with antibodies, and then uh, protein hormones. So that was a strategy behind the three lysine tablets, uh, and then three multiglanular tablets. Uh, Vince is a big fan of the multiglanulars to help, you know, the glands to be functioning at a high level to do their secretions as needed uh, at, at, at an optimal range. Now, in addition to all that. He My gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. He, he would also recommend having 10 liver tablets that back in the day, it was his tablets every three hours on top of all of this. I mean, uh, five yeast tablets, which you kind of talked about uh, help with the digestion. And then uh, uh, with each, we have that with each protein drink. So you had that every time you had a protein drink as well, the five, the, the five yeast tablets. Okay. Yeast gotcha. is a really good, I guess, a good thing will help with uh, your bacteria levels. Okay. Then, on top of all that, you, oh boy, if you take four orchid tablets, uh, orchid tissue tablets, which come from desiccated bull's testicles, where they, they derive it from, you take those tablets before you, before and after you work out. So you take those right before you work out and after you work out. Obviously, this is to help stimulate testosterone. And then on top of that, six. Then after that, you'd have you take six to tryptophan 
and calcium tablets before you go to bed. So the calcium is to help, and it had to be uh, uh, non-eggshell calcium or eggshell calcium because too much protein can cause you to be kind of jittery um, because there's so much phosphorus and protein. So that would help to neutralize any jitters that you could get from consuming so much protein with the diet. All right. So, you know, this guy's serious because <laughs> I was trying to get over the 36 eggs and you just went through all those, all of those supplements, but I forgot a, about everything. When you said desiccated bull's testicles, uh, I, I, I forgot <laughs> everything else. So yeah. how, how, how did he come up with that? I mean, uh, I've never even heard that you would take a supplement like that. Is that common, Armin? I, I just, I'm curious. Sorry. Well, back in the day, you'd, you'd eat an animal nose to tail. They didn't leave anything out. They would True. eat brains True. and the, the liver, the heart, yep. even yep. the kidneys. And the purpose of doing that is because they're, they're getting the glandular substances from those actual tissues when you eat it. So okay. glands, you know, when this stuff breaks down, those substances are floating around and the, the glands of the body uh, uh, will uh, absorb those. And right. it's called yeah. like versus like. And so they recognize each other and it helps them to, um, it's, it helps to give them nutrients. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> the purpose of the bull's testicles, which has been extracted, <laughs> is that that's to help with the testicular um, properties of your body to make more testosterone, et cetera. So that's the rationale behind it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, it's pretty uh, crazy pretty specific there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. Wow. Okay, so uh, I'll ask you uh, when it comes to the resources to you know follow. Uh, could you actually provide some of the good resources where you know our audience can go and take a look and kind of help them out with this? Yeah the the Wild Physique book has the. Um, it has a lot of diets in it. So that's a really good book to have. Uh, so that would be one. And then the uh, pro series of nutritional bodybuilding would be another mm -hmm. one that uh, I think those are two really good documents that can kind of help you with different nutrition options and strategies. Cause you know, once you get done with that diet, then you, you have to decide, okay, are you going to go to lacto vegetarian to help clear out the mucus from the, the right. large amounts of protein, or are you going to go to uh, maybe a cutting phase when you want to use a maximum definition diet. Uh, and that probably wouldn't be the case. You probably need some transition before you go into that. But just to kind of give you some ideas, there's a, there's a lot of different diets that he put together for people. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. You have another one with a lot of carbohydrates in it too. Well, we appreciate the input from the fans who are watching the show. Uh, yeah. you helped create the segment today. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I enjoyed talking about it and, uh, you know, you did bring up the digestive enzymes. NSP offers a great digestive enzyme yeah. on their site. So, you know, if you're going to try this, check it out. Um, but, uh, you know, NSP nutrition has been building better bodies since 1972. And that takes us right into our training segment. And, uh, you know, it's about optimizing your recovery. And if you work hard, the last thing you want to do is be sore for a long time or not get the proper either recovery or sleep that you need. So let's get right into this, Armin. Why is recovery so important? Well, you can train as hard as you like mm -hmm. and really, you know, put a lot of effort into it. But if the body doesn't recover Unfortunately, you're going to end up wasting your time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing is when you don't get good recovery, you don't have good energy, you don't feel good. You start to feel run down uh, and you're going to be more subjective to an injury. So you really got to pay attention to that if you want to get the best results. And in recovery is something you have to learn how your body adapts to the different things you're doing. So you, you also have to learn, you know, how you respond. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's another thing you want to kind of do smaller steps to make sure you get good recovery. Cause as long as you get good recovery, you can always add more activity or add more intensity, et cetera. If you get good recovery, which gives you the best of both worlds. Right. Right. Well, I've listened to you talk about recovery for two years on our other show, Frank Mills, reality fitness. I know it's All important. Right. And, um, you know, I, I used to think it was just sleep, but you know, you're, you're all about 
improving recovery. There's more to sleep. So why don't you go into that a little bit um, to explain all of the areas of a proper recovery? Well, like in my opinion, you know, to get good recovery, first and foremost, you need to get plenty of sleep and we'll dive mm -hmm. into that a little bit more. Uh, you got to get the right nutrients. You got to feed the muscles. You got to feed the body so it can get what it needs. So it can continue to do what it needs to do day to day. Mm -hmm. So this helps keep your energy up. Right, uh, right. Because of your training, you need some supplement. You typically need some supplements to help keep that training on on par because of the demands you're putting on the body. It doesn't need to be a lot of supplements, but you just make sure you're taking the ones that can help you with that. And we're going to touch on that. Uh, right. But that's important. I found good value with uh, using supplements for my training because uh, I used to struggle with recovery. It was it was hard for me. I'm a you know, I'm a I guess you call it an ecto ectomorphic type of body so i'm mm -hmm. kind of a hard gainer so for me to make gains i gotta i just i feel like i have to work harder but then you, there's only a certain point where it, it works and then it doesn't work it works mm -hmm. against you now right. on top of all that uh you got to keep your stress under control and we'll, we'll touch on that and then you got to make sure you don't overtrain and overtraining right. is a, is one of the most common things that people do they think more is better and all that does is just add more pressure to the body, to the central nervous system, and can cause other things to break down over time. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I know when you and I first met, we started talking, we were talking about sleep because yeah. I wasn't getting enough sleep. And you talked about how important it is. So let's focus on sleep first. Why is it so important that we get a proper amount every night? Yeah, so a lot of people, they don't realize the importance of it because you, you, if you have good energy typically throughout the day, it's like, well, mm -hmm. I don't need too much sleep because my energy is good. And that, that's, right. that's understandable. I, I was that way as well. But what happens is when you short circuit the sleep process, uh, now you're going to start to, you end up not letting the body do what it needs to do at night mm -hmm. to, to help look the hormones do their work. Because, you know, when you're training, you're breaking down muscle. And right. people don't, I don't think right. they think about that as much. So when you're breaking down this muscle, it has to figure out how to adapt to the stress you just put it under. And so it's going to need the recovery component of it. And sleep is when that happens. Just when your hormones secrete, they mm -hmm. start using cholesterol and fat. So you're going to burn more fat with the right amount of sleep. Okay. Which is a great thing. So the hormones get in there to do their work and they're helping to rebuild cells. And that's an ongoing process. Uh, and then you're also going to be burning the fat. So it's a, it's a great win-win. So getting that done is awesome. But every time you do short circuit it, okay, you're just going to create more and more problems for yourself because then your energy is going to start to dip. You're mm -hmm. going to start dreading the day because your energy is not where it needs to be. Uh, your workouts, uh, you know, they're going to suffer as well. You know, for example, right. I, I was in college and, you know, when you're in college, you, you do an all-nighter, you stay up late and you only have right, right. four hours sleep. So I want to make sure I was staying on point with my training. So I went in the train and the amount of strength loss from not getting enough sleep is huge. It's a, it's a real eye opener. So if I don't get enough sleep, I don't even bother training the next day. Cause I already know the workout's not going to go well. Mm -hmm. Now what I'm talking about not enough sleep. I'm talking, if I only got four or five hours of sleep, I'm not, I'm not messing with training. Now, if I just got like six and a half or seven hours of sleep, then, you know, I know I'm not going to be at my best, but, I'll get some benefits from my training. So those are kind of some things you want to understand with your sleep. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. Some people can do, can do with less sleep. It's just not that common. So right. if you want to maximize right. your gains, then focus on getting eight hours of sleep as a target. Now, everybody's kind of different, but if I get eight hours of good quality sleep, I feel bulletproof the next day. I don't get drowsy. I don't get sleepy or anything at all. So. Yeah, I, I am the same way. You know, if I get six, I'm okay, but eight, I'm really feeling great for the next day. Uh, so I totally agree with you. Um, let's, let's get into the nutrients a little bit because okay. um, I think that that's really important because when, when you said recovery, I always used to think just sleep. So when we started getting into oh, the yeah. nutrients and, and, and the things that you should be uh, intaking into your system. Why don't you get into that a little bit? All right. So, you know, 
to help build muscle and to help that recovery process, you need the building blocks to do that. And the building mm -hmm. blocks of muscle is protein and fats. All right. It, it's not carbs. Carbs don't build muscle. I'm just fascinated by all these people that track all their, they want to have all these carbs and they keep their fat low. I mean, you can still do that. It, it does work. It does work to some degree because I've done it myself, mm -hmm. but they're using that as their main fuel source. The thing is, is when you do that, and your insulin stays elevated all the time, that creates other problems over time. And it's also cause you to lose muscle tissue because if, once you run out of the carbohydrates that you need for that point in time, your body doesn't really switch on over to burning fats right away. It, it looks for the next closest source, which is typically protein because protein okay. can convert to glucose quicker as an energy source than fats. So when you run low on glucose, body needs it says okay we can get we can get some other sugar some, some glucose from the protein so it can actually cannibalize your muscle tissue it's a process right. ne process right. called neoglucogenesis and you don't want that to happen so that's the one of the key things to understand when it comes to your nut nutrition um so i mean if you're if you're already lean though then and you want to have some carbohydrates after you train then i think that's a good thing if you're already lean looking to lose body fat, then that's something you need to consider whether you want to do that or not. So okay. typically what I can recommend, what I'll recommend for a lean client is if they got done with training, had the protein and then 15 to 20 grams of high glycemic carbohydrates to get the insulin spike, to help push mm -hmm. the nutrients right back into the cells and then, uh, and to replenish the muscles in the liver. This is what you're going to do with that and go from there. Okay. Okay. So, um, does that affect how many meals that you have in a day uh, on the nutrients? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. So for me, I, I'm not a big person on the five, six meals, that kind of stuff every day. Okay. I've, tried, I've done that. I just don't think it's sustainable. And, and I've also feel it's not even necessary. Okay. Um, you know, so the things you got to focus on is make sure you get highly absorbable protein with each meal. So that's typically going to be 30 to 50 grams of protein per meal as ideally. Now, understand even with that, 50% of that convert, can convert to glucose. So you're getting some carbohydrates anyways, even though you don't realize it. Okay. And then you need the fats to, to help your hormones because that's what, you know, that's what fats do. They help the hormones rebuild cells. And that's also mm -hmm. another energy system that burns for four to six hours. And Vince knew that. And so you could have, if you, if you had to have long work periods, you could not eat, then this would help keep your energy level consistent. And fats also spare muscle as they burn. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, you were talking about supplements as well. Hey, this is the <laughs> NSP nutrition show. Um, right. What are the go-to supplements for this? Well, what I found works well for my recovery at this point in time is, you know, I had the three meals a day. I work on the sleep. Then I like to, uh, I take the beef liver capsules in between breakfast and lunch and then in between lunch and dinner. And then sometimes if I need a little bit more, I'll have some, have some later in the evening after my last meal. And that's mm -hmm. typically to keep my protein intake level up. It also improves my red blood cell count. It also improves the oxygen, oxygen going through the body, which helps mm -hmm. my stamina. So that's what a big reason why I like to do that. I typically take 10, 10 liver caps uh, at a time when I do it, you can do more or less, you know, to me, it's just kind of a budgetary thing. So 10 right, is a pretty good right. number for me. Um, then on top of that, I take a multivitamin to make sure I'm getting as many of the minerals as I can along with, along with the vitamins. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend fish oil and krill oil. If you have joint pain, krill oil is a better choice. You take it twice a day. But if you don't have joint pain, the fish oil is good. It helps keep the inflammation, helps with the muscle soreness part of it. Okay. So I think that's a great one. I, I like the hormone optimizer because I'm getting the uh, the hormones to function at a high level with through the glandulars that are in that so because it has uh, the pituitary orchid that we talked about before mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then um the adrenal has that all combined in it along with some amino acids then the alpha male or t-boost pro those are also good too because they'll complement your hormone optimizer because they have different herbs on top of that so that's another another thing to keep that uh, that you can use uh, then iodine. Instead of taking the kelp tablets, I just do one iodine tablet or two, depending on you know my training I'm doing. So mm -hmm. that keeps the thyroid working well. Again, help that recover. And then 
before training or after training, you, a lot of people do branch chain aminos. This helps to spare muscle as well as because you're breaking it down. Um, mm-hmm. It helps. It helps. So you can either do essential amino acids, which is like the amino acid, uh, the, the one, the amino acid 1000 that we, that NSP sells, or you could also do branch chain. Now, okay. I think the, the essential amino acid has a, you know, it's a full amino acid profile. I think that's actually a better choice. It's just that it's an expense to cost ratio kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of a judgment call, but okay. uh, I think that's very beneficial as well. Um, and then of course, if you press for time or you need more nutrients than the milk and egg protein, um, just use that as needed, but always remember food is your number one source. And then you supplement after food. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the milk and egg protein, I'm a chocolate guy and the vanilla, I, I, I think I like it more than the chocolate. So, uh, it's kind of crazy. I didn't expect that. All right. So you talked about stress. Now we talked about it in our show yesterday too, in depth, but, um, how does stress affect your recovery, Armin? Well, when you deal with stress, you know, over time, what happens is it starts to affect your cortisol levels mm-hmm. because that's a stress hormone. And so if they get, you know, they get elevated, it's going to be counterproductive to good recovery. So you don't want to have too much cortisol flip around your system. It's also not good for muscle right, building. Right. Um, you know, basically high cortisol can lead to uh, reduced protein synthesis, which who wants that, uh, which, you know, it's going to inhibit, it's going to make the muscle repair not good. So you don't want that to be elevated. Another factor, um, with, if you start having high amounts of stress, uh, basically it also is going to affect the, uh, the hormones, your anabolic hormones okay. like growth hormone and testosterone, and it can cause insulin, you know, along with insulin, which will be in a decreased level. So those aren't really good for muscle recovery. So stress can really put the uh, wrinkle on the rug, so to speak, if you don't get it under control. So every time you can manage your stress, you keep your cortisol level in the sweet spot. Like I have mine checked from time to time, so I know where it's at. And right Mm -hmm. now everything works good for me. That's a good thing. But if you start having elevated cortisol levels, you're going to have health problems as well. So whenever you have lab work done, I would suggest getting that checked. Okay. Um, man, really good information. Um, I guess overtraining was something we definitely wanted to talk about because, you know, especially if you're not achieving your fitness goals, or maybe you feel like if I do more, I'll get more, but overtraining is a pretty serious thing. Uh, why don't you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I've been really good at overtraining. I've done that successfully really well <laughs> for a number of years. So uh, I can kind of speak for that. Now, Vince, Vince called it overtonus. That's okay. how, that's how he would call it. But you know, today's term is basically uh, overtraining. So okay. um, some of the symptoms of overtraining, uh, number one, like I mentioned before, from the lack of sleep and things like that, your strength levels are not going to be as good. Okay. And as you get more overtrained, you're you kind of lose that excitement for your training. You start to dread the workouts, you know, especially a leg workout where you know you got to really have a high mm-hmm. demand of, of mental fortitude to get through that workout. You know, especially if you're like me, where legs are a tougher body part to work, uh, and calves on top of that. So you really want to avoid as much as possible. And then the other thing you're going to find is if you don't pay attention to your body and listen to it you're going to start getting injuries. And then when you get these injuries that can really depress people because they can't do what mm-hmm. they want to do. They know they got to start all over. So the gains are going to go away because you're not, the muscles are going to shrink back because they're not being activated. So you always want to avoid injury because uh, that's going to allow you to play the game a lot longer, a lot more successfully. So that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I feel that people really, they don't really get that. So some of the, um, other symptoms is going to be uh, you don't sleep well at night. So if you have a problem sleeping, that's a, that's a sign. Um, the other one, you know, some of the others are like when you get in there, you fatigue really quick. So mm-hmm. your body's just not able to keep up. Uh, and then obviously I mentioned the strength's going to drop. Uh, the other, and then on top of all that, your gains are just not going to happen. Your body is right. so right. overworked that it can't keep up. So and that's and like what Vince would advocate 
even with his training programs, is just take a whole week off. Now, the purpose of taking a whole week off, not only to help reduce the likelihood of overtraining, but also to allow the central nervous system to re reset because it, it takes a lot of pressure when you're mm-hmm. doing all these movements because the central nervous system is engaged with all the movements and the exercises. So right, right. you've got to allow that to catch up. Wow. Armin, a lot of great information today. Uh, just to wrap up, good recovery is important is the bottom line. You have anything else to add here? Yeah, you want to focus on getting, focus on making sure you get good recovery. And you'll know mm-hmm. because your energy will be good. Your strength will continue to improve. And that's why you want to track what you do with all your exercises. Because I've, I've done this and it really helps. So if you're tracking what you did the last time you did a particular exercise, just say it's dumbbell presses. Um, and the last time you trained them, you got like seven reps where your goal is to try to get eight or more. And all of a sudden you get, you get like 10. That means you're making progress. That means recovery mm-hmm. is spot on. So those are your markers that you need to keep an eye out for. Is your strength improving? Is your energy good? Do you feel good? Um, or you, or you're at a point where you're kind of dreading it. You don't want to go to the gym, that kind of stuff. So, and if you do that, then your consistency is good. Uh, things are going to continue. Your strength levels are continue to get better. Mm-hmm. And then your progress is going to start to show more and more. And you're just going to feel great. You know, when you're in the zone, you feel great. And that's where you want to be. So don't overtrain, keep an eye on it. If you feel like you're getting overtrained, take a week off or take two or three days off with the body reset and get back at it. And I think you'll find by that fresh approach after that, it's, it's going to help you. A- absolutely. All right. So as always, um, if the audience is looking for some good resources or information, uh, where should they look? Well, I like the, uh, you know, for people who are just getting started or kind of new to stuff, they should really mm-hmm. try the 21 day challenge. It's free. You know, we have an app that comes with it. So it's on your phone, which you can use there on a tablet, go. but you have, you know, you have the training exercises there to demonstrate the movements. You can put the weight in that you use, the reps, there's notes in there. So it, it really gets you more engaged. Uh, on top of that, you could, you know, once you get done with that, you could look at Vince's gym, online gym. Mm-hmm. There's different training program programs in there, like uh, uh, eight by eight, six by six, a bulking and max definition type of training reg- regimen. So you, you get other things to learn from. That's a little bit more, mm-hmm. that, that's not free, but it's a few more dollars. And then, I would have, you know, if all else, just get you a good coach that knows what you're doing. To, it'll help your progress much quicker, much more effectively, and keep you from wasting time and most likely even more money. Well, a lot of good information, Armin. As always, great job, man. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. I know the audience probably does with all the great information you bring to the show. Thanks again for, well, what you do. Thanks, man. All right. No problem. Really appreciate right. it. Looking forward to the next show. <laughs> <laughs> me too and we appreciate give us some new all topics. of you joining People, give us, us some you know? new topics we want new topics new topics give us some new topics we'll give you some stuff to you know that you're wanting to hear a- a- absolutely you can leave that information in the comment section in youtube or you know contact nsp directly at ask the questions and we'll be glad to cover the topics in the show uh that's it for today's show join arm and i next week for another new episode of the nsp nutrition show Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.